Welcome to the Author to Authority podcast. I'm Kim Thompson Pinder, the extraordinary word ninja and founder of RTI Publishing, where we work with you to ghostwrite and publish your signature book that will double your business by attracting clientele and position you as the go-to expert in your niche. Next, we will show you how to use your book to make lead generation and conversion a snap while building an audience. My guests include professionals, entrepreneurs, and coaches who use their skills to build people powerfully. They will share their story and powerful tips that will help you live better. They will also share their writing journey and how it has impacted their life and the lives of their readers. If you've ever wondered if writing a book makes a difference, then this podcast is for you. Welcome to the Author to Authority podcast. I'm Kim Thompson Pinder, the extraordinary word ninja and host of the Author to Authority podcast. And today I have on the show Nick Shelton. And I'm excited because he's written a book that you would never expect. It's called An Introvert's Guide to World Domination. And when I heard that title, I'm like, I've got to have this person on the show. Now, obviously, if you've listened to the podcast for any length of time, you have figured out I am not an introvert in the least. Though I have learned the value of staying at home, quiet times to myself. But to be honest, I do that too long and I start to go batty. I love being around people. But one of the reasons why I wanted to have Nick on the show was I know a lot of people out there are introverts. And it's not a topic that we've talked about really, you know, how do you be an introvert and an entrepreneur at the same time? So that's one of the reasons why I wanted to have Nick on the show. Now, he's a speaker and a coach for introverted career professionals and has been fine-tuning the craft of effective, high-level social strategy and networking for 20 years. Now, beginning with his time in the United States Air Force, which taught him how to break down complicated practices into simple steps, uh, Nick has learned skills that were indispensable to his journey. Coupled with extensive research and 15 years of experience in the oil and gas industry, Nick has cracked the code. He's cracked the code and developed tools that gave him the confidence to flourish in social situations. Now, Nick has successfully built a strong international network of friends, colleagues, and associates, and teaches introverts how to navigate social events with ease and upgrade their lives and lifestyles. So welcome to the show, Nick. Thank you very much. It's an honor and a pleasure to be here. (laughs) So Nick, why don't you start out by telling us a bit of your story? Because obviously, if you're writing about introverts, you probably understand them pretty well. Yes, yes, I am still an introvert myself, so there's no, uh, nothing where you miraculously aren't an introvert, it's just how to be a better introvert and be able to, uh, to get out there and, you know, conquer your inner and outer world while you are an introvert. So for my story, I started off uh, really early in childhood, in the second grade, I remember uh, when we had moved from Texas to Colorado, started a new school, and the teachers, I was really, really reserved, really quiet. And, uh, you know, introverts aren't always necessarily shy uh, or, or socially awkward, but I was also shy and socially awkward. <laughs> and so they put me in the hearing impaired kids class because they thought that I couldn't hear. 
but I could. And so I was in there, but it was great because there was only four of us in the class and you know, we were, we didn't have to talk. Right. And so I made some friends and that was really nice. But then when my mother found out about it, she said, no, he can hear, put him in the, the regular, the general population class. So and you're like, no, <laughs> <laughs> right. It's like, how do you do that? So I didn't know how to, you know, I'd see other people, you know, building their friendships, their relationships and, uh, you know, playing and all that. And I said, how do, how do you do that? I don't know how to do that. And, you know, so it was the beginning of this journey on, you know, I'd like to, I would see some people that were, uh, I'd say less qualified, but as a kid, there's no real less qualified, but, you know, you'd see all these people getting these opportunities and meeting the people that I would want to meet. And, uh, but they would just run out into the spotlight, mm-hmm. uh, probably like you maybe did as a, as a child, and they would get all this extra attention and opportunities, access to opportunities, and then there were us that lived in the shadows that we missed out on a lot of things just because we didn't know how to go out there and engage with people. And so as I got older, you know, high school was, it's, high school's bad for a lot of people, but it was, it was also. I think, so. I think high school's bad for everybody. I don't think it matters whether you're the introvert, the extra, extrovert, you know, the popular, the nerd, the jock, <laughs> the loser. You know what? I've talked to so many people over the years mm-hmm. and even the most popular kids struggled deeply. Yeah, it does seem, in hindsight, it does seem that way, that all the people that seem to have everything, that that they struggled as well. But, you know, when you're living in the shadows in high school, you see all these other people, you know, they're getting the, you know, they're dating the the popular people that you would want to date. They're, they're, they have all these activities and say, well, that seems like it would be much better than what I'm doing. And, uh, but once again, didn't know how to do that. So there was the struggle and then into adulthood where, you know, I said, well, maybe if I'm drinking all the time, then I'll be able to talk to people. But then you're just this drunk person walking around all the time. And so it helped, but then you, it, it doesn't help if you have a reputation for, you know, hey, whenever he shows up, he's completely, uh, he's drunk. You know, that, that doesn't help. So I had reached this point in my life where it, I said, my life wasn't supposed to go like this. It was supposed to be different and i and i couldn't really see how to to get out of it and you know so one one fateful night i figured i would take my life but wow. yeah but before i could do that i heard a voice in my head that said no one's coming to save you you have to save your own life and i was thinking well how do i do that and then i thought about uh, you know, they, they have those sayings, your, your network is your net worth and show me your friends, I'll show you your future. And I started thinking about the people that I was surrounding myself with. And I said, hey, if I changed that, then maybe that would change everything else because I wasn't around the people that, you know, that were doing the types of things that I wanted to do. And, uh, and so if I said, hey, if I surround myself with, with uh, people that are really driven that are accomplishing things, that are doing the things that I want to do, then some of their habits will rub off on me. And also some of their, uh, maybe I might get a mentor or something like that. But then you say, okay, so how do I find these people? And if I find them, how do I get there? And if I get there, how do I connect with them? And then so I looked for 
resources on that. And it seems like, you know, there are some resources on networking, things like that, but those are for normal people. They're, they're not for introverts. And then so I found that that stuff wasn't working for me. I could see how it would work for a regular person, but not for me. So I said, okay, well, it looks like I'm going to have to try to figure this out myself. And so I started that journey on figuring it out, uh, you know, going out into the trenches, you know, table for one, going to the restaurants and watching other people, not in a creepy way, but, you know, nice and observing social situations and seeing what was working for people and what wasn't. And then saying, well, how would I do this? What, how could I do what they're doing, but in a way that doesn't compromise my being an introvert? What's a way that I could do it? And then, so I started you know, taking notes and then experimenting and seeing what worked and then doing more of what worked, less of what didn't, and then put together a little blueprint and, you know, applied it. Everything that I show people how to do, I applied it to my own life first. And then when it worked, I would tell other people, hey, try this. Hey, try this. And then I did build uh, a nice, strong network internationally of people, and I was able to do a lot of cool stuff. So then all these other people were coming to me saying, how do you do that? What did you, what did you do? And then so that really kicked off the journey. And, uh, and for the book, so I was giving speeches about this, and then people would say, where can we find your book? And I'd say, oh, I don't have a book. <laughs> and uh, so I was like, I should probably have a book. So, and, and that way also it would make it, Uh, the message, instead of it just being to the people that happened to be wherever I was speaking, it could be accessible to a lot more people and help people that, that really were driven. Like there's the types of introverts that just say, I just want to sit here and and on the computer and I don't want to interact with people. But then there's a lot of other people that say, I would like to actually be able to have access to this whole other world, but I just don't know how, if there were some simple steps that were, that would work with me and my personality, I would love to know about that. So I wanted that to be accessible. So I rolled out the book and here we are. And it's been a lot of people, I've gotten a lot of great feedback on people saying, Hey, you know, thank you. These steps have actually worked for me. That is so cool. And, you know, there's a couple things that I really like about your story is the fact that you made the decision to act. And instead of, you know, feeling frustrated, you're like, okay, I've got to figure this out. And it kind of reminds me back when I was in my early teens, uh, I was in girl guiding and okay. I got to help out like the girl guide troop. I was now higher up and there was this little girl and they called her autistic. She actually wasn't. She was just very introverted and very shy. Yes. And I was sort of the helper. I was a leader helper, but you know, there's a lot of leaders in the group, so they needed to give me something to do. So they assigned me to work with this little girl because she, she just didn't know how to deal with social situations. And of course, you know, the kids would make fun of her and it, it was causing a lot of problems because they just didn't know. And I thought, well, you know what? I love kids. I deal with kids all the time. Even as a teenager, I loved working with kids. And so I just spent about two years with her as she went through. And I just, I did things with her. Yes. You know, I sat, I had asked her questions, but not hard questions. Like I just, I developed that relationship with her and I just slowly encouraged her to come out of her shell. You know, about five or six, no, maybe probably about seven years later, she's now a teenager and I'm, I'm in, you know, my late teens, early twenties. And I was working in a pharmacy and her and her mother walked in and you would never know this child was an introvert. She was one of the most popular kids in school. She was stylish. She, 
She just needed someone to show her. Right. To show her how. She just didn't know how. And so, you know, I think of so many entrepreneurs who are introverts. They just need someone who understands who can show them how. The other thing I got thinking of of your story is how many of us became entrepreneurs because we started doing something and people started asking us how we did it. (laughs) Right. Exactly. (laughs) So I know you've come prepared today with some really good, meaty, practical tips for introverts. So I'm going to let you loose again for a few more minutes, and then I want to talk more about your book. But can you share with people who are introverted some really good things, a good starting place for them to be able to be able to still be an introvert, but be able to be a successful entrepreneur at the same time? Right, exactly. And uh, back to what you were saying, uh, one of my mentors had told me, Uh, when he talks about people going all in, I'm going to go all in on this. He said, it's hard to go all in if you don't know what to do. But if you know what to do, then you can actually do it. So uh, one of the tips uh, that I think a lot of people can get value out of is uh, I call it being pre-known. And getting pre-known means that, uh, you know, instead of walking in somewhere cold uh, and then trying to figure it out, if people kind of know you somewhat in a situation, it makes it way easier to, for you to show up to that situation. And also once you get there to uh, socialize with certain people. So how to get pre-known is usually in any sort of, uh, any sort of organization will have some kind of social media attached to it. And their social media will have a some kind of chat room, chat forum. So if you were going to some kind of conference, usually they'll, uh, a couple of weeks before the conference, they will say, hey, you know, here's our, here's our Facebook page or here's yeah. this, uh, here's some kind of platform where you can get in touch with other people. So what I, what I do myself and what I advise other people to do is, you know, get on there, kind of watch the, the conversation, see who the, there's usually two or three main people that are carrying the conversation. And so watch them figure out who those people are and then kind of piggyback on their comments. So either ask a question or say, yeah, that's a good point. I never thought about that before. And just kind of interact lightly. So they get used to seeing your name pop up. And then so say it's like Jim and Susan are the two main people on there. So you are interacting with them, they see your name pop up. And then by the time that the the event starts, say, or it's going to be, you know, coming up in a few days, say, hey, Jim, hey, Susan, looking forward to seeing you at the event to put a face with a name and, uh, you know, be on the lookout for me. And then uh, now they've, they've been familiar, they've gotten familiar with seeing you pop up on their, their, uh, their conversations. And now when you walk in, you're looking for Jim and Susan and they are expecting to see you. And so instead of just walking in and not knowing anyone, now you're walking in and you're, it's kind of networking from the top down because usually if they're strong in that uh, chat room, they're also known in the, that organization. So you meet them and then they will kind of point you in the right direction on who to meet next versus you just standing there trying to, you know, figure it out. So that's a huge thing. Another thing right along that same, uh, line is uh, a lot of times if you're traveling to a conference, somebody will say, hey, who want, I'm arriving at the airport at this time. Who wants to split a Uber or a cab or something? And if you do that, you know, it's hard to do that. Normally you'll say, no, I don't want to do that. But if you do that, then you meet this one person 
uh, on this, uh, you know, you're out of the, the event, so it's just you two, or maybe there might be three of you, and you get to know them in this, like, this setting that's a really lowered your guard setting, and, and you, now you have this, this ally when you enter the event. Also, uh, in going to a, a pub or, or something for some french fries or something like that the night before the event. You can say, hey, I'm going to be here. Usually somebody says that. I'm going to be at this place. If anyone wants to meet me for a drink or some fries or something, show up. You should show up and then you can meet, you know, two, three, four, five people in this more intimate setting. And then the next day you already know people going in. So that's, that's one tip. Do we have time for another? Oh yeah, or? but we got to stop here for just okay. a second because I mean, you've nipped hit the nail on the head, but not even just for introverts. Right. Yeah. Anyone can, can use those tips. Like I'm thinking, wow, that's really cool. I'm an extrovert, but man, I could really use that idea because I, you know, I, as an extrovert, I go to a lot of events, obviously not this year, but uh, (laughs) (laughs) in the past, well, actually this, this is going to be shown in 20 in January. So in 2020, I did not get to go to a lot of of live events you know it was it was all zoom but it got what you said got me thinking because so many times i go to events and i don't know anybody right now it's not usually too big of a deal for me because i just go start talking to people (laughs) but um and i'm really good at it but even as an as an extrovert you know, you, you're teaching people how to set the stage to attend right. a successful conference. Yes. And I, I think that's incredible for whether you're introvert or extrovert. But you've got more tips. So I'm going to let you I'm gonna stop here so you can share some more because that was, that was gold. Thank you. And then so one of the things that people have been asking me lately is on their Zoom conferences, mm-hmm. They say, so if I'm on a Zoom conference and there's somebody on there that I want to you know, follow up with, what, what, what do I do? And you know, at the very beginning of you know, this year, I was thinking I, I had limited experience on Zoom conferences, but now I've had a lot of them. And so what I have been doing with a lot of success is when somebody pops up on there that I want to follow up with and know more about, I will send them in the chat uh, feature, just a direct uh, chat with them, my LinkedIn link. And I just say, hey, here's my LinkedIn. Are you on LinkedIn? I would like to continue talking with you after this. And then usually they will say, oh, yes. And either they'll send me their link as well, or they'll just send me, they'll click on mine and then, you know, do the invite or whatever. And then we continue talking, uh, following up through LinkedIn after that. And that's, that's really helped me get a lot of uh, relationships that way. And then if people aren't on there, then usually I'll, I'll say, here's my email. Can I get your email? And then I'll just send them a, a you know, short intro message and what it is that I'm, why I wanted to reach out to them, you know, what, what was interesting, why I wanted to connect and why I thought that would be, uh, it'd be in their interest and in my interest to continue talking. And so that's one thing that I've uh, successfully been able to use. And then also- so let's, let's stop there again for okay. just one more minute. Sure. Because I think sometimes- 
people kind of get overwhelmed, right? Like, what do you write? Like, and I think just keep it simple, right? right? Just keep it, you know, like when you're talking in person, you're getting to know someone in person. How are you? Like, it's okay to have simple conversations on social media. They don't have to be these deep <laughs> conversations. You know, it right. can be simple as asking, you know, a, a question. And one thing I, I found too was really good is, if you go through the person's social media and you find their interests yes. and if there's something that you're interested in, right? Absolutely. You, you can start a conversation around what you're interested in. It doesn't have to be about business. It can just, you just have to start the relationship, you know? Right. So you might notice that this person, um, you know, loves like probably not on LinkedIn, but if you go scope them out on Facebook, you see, they love this, this football team. Well, you love the same football team. Right. And you could say, you know, you could just be honest. Listen, I was also checking you out on Facebook. I noticed that you love the Rams or whatever. I don't know much about football. <laughs> right. Right. But then that opens up doors just to have simple conversations. Right. Exactly. And yeah, I've told a lot of people it doesn't have to be, you know, about business. It, 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 most of the time with me, it's about interests like you had mentioned. So mm -hmm. if I see you know, a kayak or something like that. I say, oh, kayak. I noticed that you have a kayak there. I like kayaking. Let's talk about that. And then, you know, later on, we might talk about business. We might never talk about business. We, we might just form the relationship just on common interests. But yes, it doesn't have to be a complicated, you don't have to write a paragraph. I would just say, uh, I found that you were really interesting. Or maybe I saw they had a cool background in their their zoom call and i say wow you have a really fascinating living room there with some you know a bunch of star wars stuff i thought that was really interesting i would like to talk to you more about that and and that could be it it could just be one or two sentences and usually it they say okay that i don't remember anyone saying no you cannot talk to me anymore so <laughs> do you think it's good too for introverts to kind of have make up lists of questions like they don't have to have extensive lists, but maybe just something that they can refer to when they're feeling a little bit stumped. Right. Yeah. I think that it is good for some people uh, because like what I try to tell people to, to do is just observe and then ask questions about something you observe. But then some people uh, are less, uh, their observation skills in the, in the heat of the battle aren't necessarily that quick. So they say, I don't know what, what I'm observing, you know, what do I talk about that's not going to be awkward. So for those people, uh, I would say, yes, it, it could be good to have a, just a list of questions, you know, maybe not, it doesn't have to be 20 questions, but it could be maybe three main questions that you can just start off for your intro. And then that can lead, open up the, open up the gates to, you know, the follow-ups, but if they feel that they need that, then use the same, same three questions every time and they should, they should be good. Okay. So we've got a few minutes left. Do you have one more tip before we talk, start talking about your book? Uh, one more tip. Yes. Okay. Awesome. So a really important thing is the follow-up and maintaining relationships. And most people, no matter introvert, extrovert, whatever, most people are horrible at maintaining relationships. <laughs> so what I like to, so first, when you're, as soon as you're done with a, uh, any social interaction, if you, uh, if it's important to you, you should follow up with that person just so they, you know, that kind of cements, cements you in their minds. But 
for the maintaining relationships, what I do, and it, it doesn't take a lot of time, it does take some time, <clears throat> but I would say every three months, so quarterly, I go through my phone contacts list and my email contacts list, and you know, both business and personal, and I make a separate list of anyone who I haven't talked to in the past three months that I should have talked to in mm-hmm. the past three months, and then I set aside a week and I just start going through, chipping away at that list uh, daily. And so some people might require a phone call. Some people I will do a video with my phone. I'll just do a video so that way they can see me and they can hear me. And I say, hey, you know, it's been a, been a few months just checking on you. How'd the knee surgery go? How's your new baby? You know, what's going on at the bank? You know, and uh, just catch up with them. And so that puts me, you know, to the top of their mind. And then, if, and they, and I also let them know what I'm up to. And so then that way, if there's something, they'll usually respond and then I'm up to date with them as well. So then that way, if there's some opportunity that I can help them out with, I'm up to date on what they're doing. They're up to date with me. So if there's someone they feel, oh, I can introduce this person to Nick because yeah. he's working on this project right now. Uh, it, it just keeps those relationships, you know, front of mind. And so they're not fading away and they see that you're putting that effort in versus, you know, six years passes. And then I say, oh, hey, Kim, can you help my son get into the university that you work at? And you say, you haven't talked to me for six years. You know, now you're going to call me and ask me for a favor. You know, it's, it's much better if, you know, you're up to date all the time in that way. If something does pop up, if I, if you were going to help my son get into a university or something, then you would have already known this whole time that, you know, that was approaching. And then you probably would have said, Hey, I think I can help your son. I have some contacts that can help your son get into this university. And so I wouldn't have even had to have done that. We would have already known where each other are. So just that, that maintaining is a huge, huge part because why, why make the relationships in the first place if you're not going to maintain them? And so many people fail there. So, you know, take the time to once every three months, it's not a lot, make that list and actually reach out to people. Yeah. And like you said, it doesn't have to be a big reach out. It could be a text. It could be a quick phone call. It could even just be an email, a video, you know, a social media message. Right. You know, hey, hey, thinking about you. Yes. You know, your face popped up, your name popped up, right? Just, just thinking about you. How are you doing? Right. Anything versus just your silence, you know, and you can say, well, I'm waiting for them to reach out to me. <laughs> yeah, <know>? right. <laughs> <laughs> you know, do your part. If you just do your part, then it's, it's, you've done yours and then it's on them to follow up. But, you know, you at least have to do your end and not just sit there and say, if they want to talk, then they can talk to me. Well, here's the thing. And, you know, one of the things I teach on in being an authority is building your network. And the key to building that network is being intentional about it and being intentional about building those relationships and getting really to know people. And so it's got to be on your end, right? It has to be intentional. You have to make the decision to do it and you just have to keep on doing it. You know, whether they connect back with you or not, because what happens is over time is you've got these amazing relationships. And now, you know, when something happens, you're the one that comes to mind. So all of a sudden they will reach out to you when the time is right. So we've only got a couple of minutes left. So I want to focus on your book. So 
tell me what was the good, the bad, and the ugly of writing and, and publishing your book? So the good was I knew what I wanted to say. So I said, well, this shouldn't be too hard. Uh, and so I just made an outline of everything I wanted to say, and then I typed it out. And it was, so the, the writing of it was the good. That, was, that wasn't a difficult thing for me to do. The bad, I would say, was editing. Editing, who knew? <laughs> who knew that editing, you could go through so many rounds of editing and still find problems in there. And so editing was, uh, that's, that's a nightmare. I, I, I wish the very best for anyone in their editing journeys. Uh, so uh, that was tough. And then, you know, getting the word out, that's, I, th I think a lot of people that once they have their books, they say, well, how do I, how do I get the word? Out? How do I let people know that this book is out there? And that's really tough as for well. Introverts. <laughs> well, yes. it's for everybody, but especially yeah. for introverts, because right. I've talked to many introverts and their philosophy is, oh, well, I don't want to bother people. I, I don't <laughs> right. want to shine. I don't want to let people know because, you know, because they may think this and the list of what they may think is endless. Right. right? And so the thing is, here's what I tell people. You wrote that book to a specific group of people to help them with a specific problem, right? Yes. And they go, right. yeah, exactly. And I say, well, who are you to keep the solution to the problem that they've been struggling with all to yourself? Right. Yeah, it's, it, you're, you're doing a, a disservice if you don't let them know. Yeah, they have to know. You have to get the word out and let them know, you know, get to the top, top of the highest hill and say, hey, there's this book that would really help you out. And uh, yeah, so it's, it's definitely, it's not easy, but it's necessary and it's, you know, it can be fun. You have to say, well, how can I make this fun? And uh, yeah, to get that out there. But yeah, the whole process, I would say it has its ups and downs. There's parts of it that are fun and easy and then parts that are a little t more tough to, to do, but it's worth it. I would say anyone who hasn't written their book yet, I would say, write it. It's absolutely worth it when you are done. It could be a struggle getting through it, especially that editing part that I was talking about. But when it's done, absolutely worth it. And it, it's a it's a game changer. It, it changes, uh, you know, your whole life and how you carry on about what you do and how you impact people and how you are viewed in your, your industry. Uh, it, it changes everything. So I would definitely say, hey, everybody, who wants to get their book out there, get it, get it done. Well, here's the thing. When you're an introvert, all you have to do is tell people the book is there. You're not yeah. telling them to buy it. You're just telling them it's there and those who want to buy it do. But guess what? Your book does all the talking for you. Right. Yes. You want to know? Read the book. It's in the book. Yes. I don't have to talk to you. Just read. <laughs> right. And yeah, no one has to talk to anybody. You say, hey, I don't want to talk to you. You don't want to talk to me. You can just read the book and get the information. And then maybe you'll be able to talk to me after that. You know, something like that. So here's a little hint and tip for the editing process. And I call it managing your expectations. Everybody wants this perfect book. Well, I hate to bust your bubble. There is no such thing as a perfect book. Right. So you, you want to get your book to a very good high quality book, 
but don't ever try to have a perfect book. And I mean, even just looking at grammar, all right, between Canada, the US, the UK and Australia, there's probably eight to 10 different forms of grammar. Oh, yes. Yeah, it gets fun. Uh, <laughs> Right. So what we do at RTI Publishing is we have sort of a standardized grammar where it's generally accepted across those four countries. Now, there's little things that each person in each country would find. Like, right. you know, as a Canadian and UK, and I'm not sure about Australia's spelling, but, you know, Canada, UK has, actually, Canada is quite funny because Canada is a combination of American spelling and UK spelling. So some words are UK and some words are American. It gets quite right. confusing for everybody else outside of Canada. <laughs> yes. But, you know, just manage the expectation that, you know, your book's never going to be perfect. And here's a little hint and tip. Once you've got it up on Amazon and it's live, you can just make little changes. Now, here's the thing. I encourage pretty well everyone to, I mean, unless you're with a big publishing company, format your book in Word. I know there's lots of really great software out there, but here's the benefit about formatting your book in Word. It's so easy to fix things. If it's in Word and you've already got it properly formatted and you can save it to a PDF from Word because your print book has to be in PDF, right? But you can go into Word, make all the little changes you need to make, resave it as a PDF, upload it. Your book still stays live while it changes. And within 24 hours, the changes are made. So, you know, sometimes it's just get that book published. You can yes. make all the little changes later. And if right. it's formatted in Word, you can actually do it yourself. As long right. as you don't go playing around with the formatting, then you're paying someone to fix it. But if you're just going and correcting a few little words here and there, you can actually go in, make some corrections, and re-upload it. So that, that's, a, that's sort of an expert hint tip that I'm sharing out today. <laughs> yeah, that's a very good tip. So Nick, how can people find your book and find you? So uh, they can go to my website, which is connectedintrovert.com, and that has everything that I offer. I have, uh, you know, video courses, some coaching on there and the link to the book, or if they just want to go straight to Amazon or Barnes and Noble, uh, they can find the book there. And it's an introvert's guide to world domination and, you know, nice and easy. And yeah, it'll give you the steps to, to definitely be able to build those networks and, and really excel in social situations without, without having to become an extrovert in order to do so. And so, yeah, uh, connectedintrovert.com or, you know, Amazon or Barnes & Noble for the book. Well, thank you so much. This has been an incredible interview. And I hope everyone, whether you're an introvert or an extrovert, has seen the value of Nick's knowledge. And I recommend get his book, go to his website, scope him out on social media and connect with him. So this has been Nick Shelton and Kim Thompson-Pinder on the Author to Authority podcast. Thank you so much for listening, and we will see you on the very next episode. Bye now. Thank you so much for listening to the Author to Authority podcast. I have a free gift for you. I'd like to invite you to download a sample of my newest book, Author to Authority, coming out this year. If you enjoy the podcast, you will enjoy learning how becoming an author can change not only your life, but your business as well. Go to 
author to authority.com forward slash free dash sample. So that is www.author to authority.com forward slash free sample. Have a great day and stay safe.